Vamos. Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 76. Brady, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty great, man. Got a couple of podcasts going here now. We got uh, the Ghostbusters Minute and Jurassic Park Minute, which just dropped tomorrow. So uh, this is uh, Tuesday for here, number 76. So yesterday, not tomorrow. Oh. I get, sometimes I get time confused, forwards and backwards. Look, when you're like me, you don't follow the usual arrow of time with people. I see all things happening at the same moment. So, yesterday, tomorrow, same thing. Yes, minute number, uh, the first 60 seconds of Jurassic Park Minute dropped yesterday on Monday. Today is Tuesday, so we got 76 here on Ghostbusters. I don't know, man. I'm so confused. Doing two podcasts at the same time really stretches the mind. Just go check them out. Yeah, so you can check that out over at JurassicParkMinute.com or subscribe to it on whatever podcast catcher feeder you're using right now to get this. Uh, podcast here. So, hey, were you ready to get into minute number 76? Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw the Ghostbusters arrive at the mayor's office and on the receiving end of some pretty serious accusations from Mr. Walter Peck. After Peck had been wrestled off of Peter Vankman, an archbishop from the Catholic Church came by to visit with Lenny, a.k.a. the mayor. At minute number 76, the mayor and the archbishop exchange introductions. At 76.05, the archbishop tells, tells the mayor that the church will not officially take any position on the religious implications of what is going on in New York City. The Archbishop goes on to say that he thinks it's a sign from God, but not to quote him on that. Vinkman says that's a smart move. At 76.20, the mayor tells the room that he is not going to call a press conference and tell everyone to start praying. At 76.25, Winston clears his throat and steps forward. Winston tells the mayor that he has only been with the company for a couple of weeks, but knows what is going on is absolutely real. He tells the mayor that since he has joined the Ghostbusters, he had seen shit that would turn him white. At 76.40, Vinkman steps forward and tells the mayor that he can believe Mr. Pecker, to which Peck corrects him, or he could accept the fact that the city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportions. The mayor says, wait, what do you mean biblical? At 76.49, Ray says he means some real Old Testament wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers of blood. Seas boiling. 40 years of darkness. Earthquakes. Volcanoes. And thus ends minute number 76. So we got a real parade of uglies from the wow. Ghostbusters there of what could possibly happen if the mayor doesn't step in and do something right then. So, But I'm, I think Winston's full circle of what we had a couple minutes ago kind of finishes here. Yeah. So a couple of minutes ago in the jail cell, he told the Ghostbusters that he was going on his own for this whole thing. He was going to get his own attorney and he was not going to go into the office of the mayor and say that a Babylonian god, which was actually Sumerian, was going to come down. Yeah. It's, um, it's strange. It's this weird little arc for him that comes like way late into the movie and there's a, there's a step somewhere in between that's missing. So it's him like distancing himself. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? These are my guys. I've been with them for weeks. And let me tell you, I'm with them. Well, I I think the step is that he sees the realness of the situation that the walls in the 43rd precinct are bleeding. It cannot be explained. Like, what is he going to do? What what can he do to step up and say, these things are actually really happening? And you know, it might've been kind of out of place in light of everything else that's going on in the scene, but just some sort of shot, some sort of recognition on his part would have helped that. Um, that little arc happened. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, I, th- I think his reaction is real of, of what's going on in the scene. I, I, th- I think it's a fool for him to come step forward and say like, okay, this is crazy. This is what's actually going on. I've seen shit that would turn you white. Well, you know, the mirror is white, but that's beside the point. Uh, Winston is the everyman and he's coming forward to give the everyman's position that, Hey, 
this is not some crazy thing. You know, I, I, I may have been like a steel worker in my previous job or whatever. I, I've seen some real world stuff going on and I can say this is actual real world stuff. This he is not is anything crazy. Ex-military with a PhD, my friend. No, he doesn't have his PhD at this point. Oh, not yet. Yeah, he gets that after Ghostbusters 2. So he's ex-military and I thought, what was he a steel worker too? I think I remember... Um, yeah, he was working in like a... In the Ghostbusters animated series, he mentioned something about having worked on a building that they go to, right? I I don't quite remember. I've heard okay. two things. One, construction, and two, that he's ex-military. He's but died, normally, his dad work construction? I don't know. I his, uh, but predominantly the um, the military thing, that well, connection. What I'm saying is he, he's he's the blue-collar everyman right. in this position, so he would have like a blue-collar, you know, like a real salt-of-the-earth type job. And when he's the guy who can come in and say, yeah, this this is real, this is real. I deal with the real world and real stuff, and this is leaked over into the real world that he can be believed. So I think that his, when he says this to the mayor, I think that really kind of starts to seal the mayor's mind on what's going on. Question. Okay, we're going to say that the video game is canon, right? Yeah. Um, between this movie... And that, do you think Winston has the biggest arc of any of the Ghostbusters? Well, um... I mean, Peter obviously has his, where he's kind of got to, like, put down the Lothario thing, but... Winston, I, I guess, goes through the most amount of change. Like, Peter is, he goes to the extreme version of what he is right now. He becomes that game show host that... Dana Barrett tells him she sees, he, she sees the potential in him to be a game show host. You know, that he is the, um... Oh, what's the lead singer of Van Halen? Which one? Sammy Hagar? <laughs> no, not Sammy Hagar, before Hagar. Or David Lee Roth. Thank you, David Lee Roth of the group. You know, he's the, he's, he's the guy who goes on to just the extreme end of his personality in Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Egon becomes a full-blown scientist. We could see that happening. Uh, Ray becomes the owner of an occult bookstore. Winston is really the guy who does go beyond, you know, what he's doing. He's had blue-collar jobs. He's, he's uh, military. He goes on to get his PhD uh, for the video game. So, yeah, he probably does have the biggest arc of anybody else. Who's traveled the furthest? Him. Everybody else goes yeah. where you see him going. Winston becomes a you know, which which historian. I think just continues to make him like one of the more interesting characters in this whole thing. Yeah, in this whole series. But he definitely, I think, seals the deal with the mayor by coming up to him and saying this. Look, I've only been with the company for a couple of weeks. I got no vested interest in this. You know, I've already talked about yeah. getting my own attorney, but I'm here to tell you that what's going on is absolutely real and going on. It's a big moment. Yeah. Um, so we got that. We got the cardinal, the archbishop saying, look, Lenny, the church isn't going to take any sort of official stance on this, but I think it's a sign from God. Well, I think for the Catholic Church to actually proclaim something as supernatural, you have to go through a lot of different departments looking at it. And I know to actually get them to come together and agree on a demonic possession takes a while to do. You know, the canonization of a saint takes a very, very long time. Wasn't it Mother Teresa that was just recently given sainthood, I think? I'm not sure. Well, it takes that long because they have to go and they have to look at all the... So you're right, you're right. To, yeah. to become a saint, one of the things that has to happen, I think, is like on your deathbed, a miracle has to happen. or And then the classification of what a miracle is, they have to come in and they live to look at the situation and say, like, yes, this was a divine act from God. So, I mean, they, they take that kind of stuff very seriously. So for him to come in and say, yeah, the church isn't going to take an official position on this, it's kind of telling the mayor, like, you're not getting any help from us on this end because we have our standards and practices we have to go through. So he's also kind of telling the mayor, like, look, this is going to have to be your decision, Lenny. you got to make it from your gut. Again, it's the Pontius Pilate situation. Yeah. The mayor says, oh, you know, what, what, what is this going to be biblical proportions after Venkman tells him that they're headed for a, a thing of biblical proportions and raise like real wrath of test, you know, old, old Testament wrath of God type stuff. Uh, brimstone coming from the down from the skies, rivers and seas boiling, 40 years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, all that stuff. 
that's all I think in Revelation, you know, uh, all those different signs of the end of the world happening. And in a few minutes, we see when they pull up to the building, there's the, you know, doomsayers outside with all the picketing signs saying, like, prepare for the end of the world. Okay, here's something interesting. So Ray earlier says, when Winston's kind of bringing forth the idea that this is all biblical, Ray says, I've never met God, you know, showing that he's um, an atheist or close to it. And now here he is saying... He's not just saying, like, this is some biblical stuff. He's saying old, he's getting specific with it. Old Testament, all that stuff. So it's interesting that he has taken in what Winston has said and actually, like, um, put some thought into it. When we had Crystal Beth on, we addressed the fact that these things are, uh, you could say that there is, that this is actually, like, the apocalypse according to Christian mythology. Or, I don't know, a a lot of different religions. But, um, I don't know, I just think that's uh, interesting that the movie actually, like, touches on that and says this could possibly be what's going on. Yeah, yeah, or, or some version of it, you know. Uh, but it's funny because they keep wobbling back and forth between, like, these things are actually happening, and then, you know, when uh, Mike, the archbishop, says, you know, uh, don't put me on the official record for that, Peter Venkman says, yeah, that's probably a good idea, Mike. And he's still constantly belittling, you know, the, the religious aspects of the end of the world that's actually happening here in front of them. So, yeah. it's, it's but I mean, again, that's according to their own personalities. Peter Venkman might be that kind of guy that even when Gozer's up in his face and the end of the world is beating down his door, he could still, you know, give it some sort of... Uh, uh, sarcastic view, you know? So maybe that's just his thing is he's going to hold on to sarcasm till the very end. But yeah, yeah, Ray does kind of, uh, he is the guy who says, you know, that I've never met God, but now he's, he's putting forth this. And because they're also selling to the mayor, he's clearly a man of faith because the archbishop comes in and, you know, he's, he's your eminence kisses his rings yeah. and everything. So that's how they're getting this, this across to him. Yeah. They're relating to it in a level that he would know, Hey, this is the biblical apocalypse you're looking at. Maybe, maybe that's what's going on here. Is it really trying to appeal to his yeah. uh, faith yeah. sensibilities? So, right. Whatever they got to do to get the job done. All right, well, that pretty much does it for minute number 76. Again, the Ghostbusters coming in, pleading their case in front of the mayor. We all know what the end result is here, but it's uh, interesting to break it down and look at it that, you know, that they're actually trying to appeal the mayor, to the mayor on uh, a level that he might understand. So did they do... I know that there's a scene like this in Ghostbusters too, but did they do as much uh, campaigning for their own personal end um, in that? I, I don't think so. I know that the, like there's a little debate between the mayor and them and they start talking about the bill that he gave them and, uh, and everything like that. And it always kind of struck me as odd because they were like, we saved the day according to what you hired us to do. Hey man, that's politicians for yeah, you. Yeah, that's politics. I don't want to get all Ivan Reitman on you here and talk about the uh, the faults of the body politic. But hey, uh, yeah, if if somebody sees a political advantage to throwing you under the bus for something good that you did, there's that old saying that no good deed goes unpunished, and the Ghostbusters are definitely punished for what they did for the good of New York City. So, all right, folks. Well, join us again here tomorrow for minute number seventy-seven. All right. Well, folks, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady, and we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.